listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my salmon extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we are returned by our longtime guest, Tyler Perez. Welcome back, sir. Uh, what it so, do? And we're up? in the studio for episode 186. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, everybody? Yes, sir. All the new listeners, welcome for the first time. Everyone who's been with us for a while, welcome back. Man, it's getting weird, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know all of you anymore. I used to know everybody on the other end of this, bro. And like, I definitely don't know everyone anymore, bro. The listenership's been growing like crazy. I love it. Hey, I appreciate all of you, Thank you, everybody. Man. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, talk to me, yo. Contact me back. You know, I got a little bit of social media going on. Just let us know what you guys feel. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. You know, all that stuff. But yeah, man, welcome back. So uh, you guys been getting into anything interesting this weekend? Uh, I got only caught two things this weekend. I did a speed run through the new Baki series. Through the new Baki series. Okay, which it's is... the immediately following the previous one, like where like where the previous one ends, where he's get where he, they basically had the tournament and confrontation, and he challenges his dad. Okay, so it cool. Oh, so these are new, that. new. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It okay. just came out. I think sometime. We'll this talk week. about that next time because I want to watch that. Yeah, you it, know it was, I want to watch it was, that. It was pretty crazy. I gotta watch that. <laughs> One thing I find funny, well, I noticed that it really uh, sunk home for me in this is like, Baki is so different from other types of anime. Like usually with other types of anime, there's all sorts of tropes and shit that you can use to spot like who's the baddest, like who's strong, like, yeah. who's gonna win in a fight in a matchup, all that shit. Like, <laughs> with Baki, that don't mean shit, bro. Nah, like, the power levels in like, Baki are does, way It doesn't skewed. mean anything, bro. Nothing. Like, you, people will get destroyed, like, four, they will die, like, four times over in a fight and still come back to win at the oh, end. Oh, absolutely. And it's just like, Very but hey, do your thing. But my yeah, whole it, it style is for you to hit me. <laughs> That's my whole style. That was... That absolutely happened. Absolutely, I wasn't making that up. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. Like it does not uh, uh, skimp on the Baki epic madness. Like, all right, I'm looking forward to it. it. It was pretty good. And the only awesome. the only other thing I really saw was um the the new Chappelle stand up. I saw nice. Uh, the nice. Did you watch that? Okay. So I've watched most of it. I have about eight minutes left to finish. Not... Okay, so you've seen the the the, the lion share of it. Yeah, I've seen. Most yeah. Of it. Good. All right. So we'll talk about that. Good. Man, so I thought personally, I give it like a solid six and a half. <laughs> it was he had his good points. I always love Dave Chappelle's biting um satire of contemporary events. Yeah. You know what I mean? And once again, Dave Chappelle kept in true form, and the main main subject of his comedy was the people in the crowd and the fact that they laughed at themselves so hard. <laughs> To, to this day, I don't think that most people actually understand Dave Chappelle's comedy. <laughs> Given by the, the, the Twitter reaction to it, clearly no one no one actually watched and listened to what he was saying. <laughs> you remember what he said in that special, though? Like, I don't listen to Twitter because Twitter's not a real place. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, and I saw some dumbass on Twitter the shit say, they say on Twitter is fucking mean. Oh my goodness, dude. It, if I you care some... about the shit that people say on Twitter, it's like caring about farts that you can't smell. It depends. Or hear. It depends. Because you can 
the real shit has happened on Twitter because I follow like a True. lot of yeah. organizers. I do say that to separate yeah. the, the the Twitterverse from the actual news that are people are doing. Yes, okay, like that. and and that's that's the that's the weird uh, existence of Twitter is that you have a lot of people on Twitter validating shit that is not real, right next to the reporting of a lot of very real visceral shit happening around the world in important ways. And so the conflation of those two things is problematic because then you have dumbasses on Twitter saying, yeah, you're right, Dave Chappelle. Twitter's not a real place. In real life, trans people get murdered in the street. And it's like, all right, bitch. <laughs> if you are really conflating Dave Chappelle's opinions of trans people with the greater societal issue with attacks on trans people, you're wildin'. You're wildin'. But 28 trans people have for, been though. killed this year. That is atrocious, but it is no way, shape, or form attributable to Dave fucking Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Let's be 100% honest with ourselves here. Yeah. We have to be honest because we'll never deal with the actual issues that plague the trans community if we sit here and sit, think that we're actually doing the social justice movement any good by attacking Dave Chappelle. That's just it's just not. And and that's not to say Dave Chappelle's 100% right on his opinion. That's to say that Dave Chappelle's a comedian who has a platform whose opinion is not nearly as vitriolic as they're making it out to be. They're Barbara Streisanding it more than anything. <laughs> Dave Chappelle was tweeted out he's he said some shit like uh if this is what canceled feels like then I love it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it's like yo you guys and now they're trying to get Netflix to pull it down. Which I is like, dude, do you guys not think oh, that did Netflix not watch this before they put it up? Yeah. They know what they put up. They're I heard not pulling about it some down. kind of black organization. No, 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 no. That black it. organization is that shit was fake. I saw. Okay, I yeah, know. that was fake. It was. Yeah. No, no, you're it, right. It makes there more was... sense now because I saw it before I watched it. So I thought like, I'm oh, sorry, did he the... say some? No, mm -hmm. it makes in the in the right context. I saw it before I even watched it. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. did he make some? Like again, I wouldn't think that Dave would like. Did Dave turn on black people? Like what happened? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to cut it. you off earlier. The yeah. organization that 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 came out with about that is some organization that just popped up that that's never existed before. Okay. It's like that all news. of a sudden exists now to attack Dave fake Chappelle. News. That's definitely fake news. Yeah, China. it's like it's probably from China. People be underestimating, the, or it's not that they underestimate. They just don't understand how the new internet world works, and there are mm -hmm. very much a lot of people that do and use the mm -hmm. internet like as a mechanical tool, mm -hmm. and they use it to they hop on all these like hot button issues and stuff like that, and they just lead people down the rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, and and this is when I say they, they're Barbara Streisanding it. They <laughs> they really don't know how much th Dave keeps doing this because Dave keeps getting paid to do yeah, this. Like yeah. I don't think that they seem to understand that, and I, I don't mean, think that there's good, anything though. wrong with Dave I doing this, it, being paid to do this still because. A good completion too to his work that he's been doing for the past whatever like you know x amount of years that he's I, been putting i would in love with for dave's attention specials. to be on some other stuff but that's the case right because yeah, that's i definitely feel like that would have made his is. comedy special better and, and but, when i started to mm -hmm. analyze it that's what started to make sense to me it was like yeah well if again he started out the whole thing by saying i'm i'm rich and famous right like you want to make sure people understood that yeah so he's at that point where if he chooses to make his special about addressing sort of what he's been having, what's been going on in the in, in that. None of this stops sphere. it from being a comedy special. He still <laughs> got paid. Look, he still got paid. Yeah, and Netflix still got their views. And so that's and the thing. Subs and all that. What goes into no their matter factoring, right? The reason why I, I think it's particularly silly to 
to engage him on this platform is because this is not a platform that cares about your feelings. This is comedy. And the only metrics that matter are the listens. It doesn't, no one cares about whether you listened because you hate him or you listened because you love him. Yeah. And so the fact that they're choosing to engage in this way on the face of it is disingenuous because it has no possibility of traction, mm-hmm. has no possibility of furthering your cause. You will gain no. F- if, was if, he making when that it comes clear to, too? And I don't know. Special? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he he. They he's pretty much is saying a lot of what Cree said and yeah. how he addresses the stuff that the people on the internet. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, listen, uh, say towards him. There is a real place where trans people are dying in the streets, and that's where you need to be focusing your fight. But all of this shit that you, that they're doing, and and I think that was the ultimate story of the anecdote he told at the end about and 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 I understand how trans people might take this as, oh, look at my one trans friend. That's why it was a particularly poor choice if you were trying to make a real social justice stance. But he wasn't. He was telling an anecdote in a fucking comedy show that had relevance to something that you feel strongly about. This is not the place for social justice activism. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it it really shows, and and it, and it's sad because I see a lot of really well meaning people jumping on this bandwagon to to advocate for for trans people, mm. and and it just shows that they literally did not listen to that last yeah. story because right. even though it might have been off putting because of of the the distaste of using an anecdote in that situation, yeah. the anecdote itself was very salient in that the real people who are hurt by this whole thing are the people who you should be trying to 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 embrace that are part of your community. You know what I mean? I feel a little bit different. I feel like the anecdote was the perfect button to the whole <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it was, like, super good. And, and it was one of those things that caught me off guard because I didn't expect her to have passed at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert for anyone who yeah. hasn't seen it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, I, I like that I, I was going along for a story. And then at the end of the story... Like you said, it ended up being pertinent to the overall point that he was making. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't but know. then again, and, as and, usual, I never get what people are tripping about. So exactly. Yeah. One of them things. The anecdote was only misplaced if you were sensitive to the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. The same way that 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 race comedy could be, it could be taken off if you're part of the 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 crowd that's that's being referenced. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I understand why they're upset. That still doesn't give you a right to be upset. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, and I want to make that very clear. It's like a lot of people take the 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 empathy that somebody could have with them being upset with validation for their anger. And it's not. It shouldn't be. And while I, I definitely empathize with the trans community and highly recommend that if you don't like Dave Chappelle, you don't watch this. I don't think that this is the 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 uh, the kind of socially uh, toxic thing that that I would say like um maybe even some of Joe Rogan's stuff would be. That's a different thing. You know what I mean? They're not. They're one person is trying to 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 advocate for the idea of supremacy. The other person is very openly saying. This is my experience with trans people. That's not the same thing. You know what I mean? But I don't know. 
as I've said this numerous times throughout this podcast, nuance has never been part of the, the, the cultural acumen of Americans or the internet at large. So, And also they make money from <laughs> misinformation and that sort of stuff makes tons of money. Because people just click on it voraciously and it spreads voraciously. The, the story just spreads over and over again and no one bothers to verify the story. Bro, and then, I can't you know imagine how you listened to what he said Exactly. And said that he was hateful. Exactly. There's such a massive disconnect that it's you just like... You can say that this is a person you know, who doesn't understand the trans experience. You can, and, and I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying I can understand a ton of critiques of this. But that this person is advocating for trans hate? I don't fucking know. Amen. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Liars what, are what a thing, words, What do words do and what do they mean? Liars are a thing, man. Bro. That's how it be sometimes. Did, and did you see... <laughs> In the in the, in the aftermath of all this, make money. the so there's a show, Dear White People, and one of their show, and it's about the black experience with white people, and one of the main showrunners felt like it was her job to come out vocally about it, but all she did to expose that she's a white writer on a black show, and now people are like, no wonder I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the overwhelming response to her boycott is good thing, good. I didn't like your show anyway. Thanks, lady. I appreciate you doing that for me. I didn't like that shit no how. Shut it down. That's funny. Dude, I thought that that was so classic, but it's like, yo, this just shows, like, man, the, le- the, the, the ledges that these people are jumping out on are so... It just shows that their, their advocacy is purely selfish. It has nothing to do with the people at hand. Or else, if it did, you would engage more thoroughly with the threats. And then once you do so, you'd realize that this whole thing... And, 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 and what it really shows is that they want the clicks as much as anyone else. That's why they're doing it. Obviously, if they're not doing it... If they're doing something that's clearly not effective at helping the trans community, then what are they doing it for? Well, the obvious answer is they're doing it for the same thing that everyone else is doing it for. Content creation. Yeah. And and that sucks. And and I would hate to th- and I and I'm not talking about this for content creation. Wakanda, yes, but at the same token, I believe that it's something that should be pointed out because you want to be aware of this kind of shit. Because people are predisposed to getting sucked up into the moral, the moral high of jumping onto the bandwagon of cancel culture. And we gotta we gotta chill. We gotta chill. There are definitely people who need to be addressed. And you know, Case in point, somebody who who Dave thought that was necessary to address in his his uh his special, the baby. At first, I was like, you know what? I don't know how tasteful it was to to include that into your whole set. That like, was I one of our topics. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I, I was wasn't sure topic. what I wasn't sure what that what that necessity of that was for. Yeah, but the fact that he chose to do it, I want to engage with it. On the level that the the artist chose to present it, so I want to engage with it on the level of okay, it's here for a reason. Yeah, and that's somebody who needed to engage more thoroughly with the community he offended, mm-hmm. and not for nothing, it looks like on the face of it, he's a, at least attempting to. And so, what is this cancel culture? So, do we still address him? As if a, a human being can't change over time, as if that's not the only thing that we can count on humans to do is change over time. You know what I mean? Like, so. Whereas originally, when when I listened to to his whole set on on the baby, I was, it was I was a little bit mad on it. In the context of his whole of his whole special, it, it made me think. 
And it's true. Like, I do think that, you know, if the baby does manage to 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 come to grips with the issues that he's had with the LGBTQIA community, then why should we why should we not give him the grace of saying, hey, you're human. All right. You made some mistakes, but we're not. If you make some hot music, we're still going to fuck with you. We're not going to R. Kelly you. You know what I mean? We're not going to do that, right? We're not going to pull your channel off of YouTube. Too soon. Too, too soon. soon. My bad. That was too soon? Rest in peace, R. Kelly. Damn. This nigga. Yeah. This nigga. Yeah. 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 Dead to me, bro. Dead in my heart. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. It's okay. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny part. Like sympathy for the devil, right? Isn't that a weird thing? <laughs> the amount of people who like sympathize for a man who predated on young women in public, like who who was who was very intimately involved with the deaths of one of our most beloved singers. Like, yo, my G. Sympathy for the devil is a crazy thing, bro. Man. Hey, man, even the devil got friends. Man, but fuck his friends, bro. Fuck him and his squad, nigga. I never said you gotta like him. I'm Meet just me saying on the block, they're around. Damn, <laughs> nigga, why do people don't bang on the devil, though? Real talk. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, no, everybody wanna bang on Dave, but don't nobody wanna bang on the devil. No, hey, man. It's cause the devil's cause the devil's enemies are meek. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit they will inherit the earth. I like that. They're the people who are the enemies of the devil. Preach, preach, preach. Yo, all right. So we'll wrap up the Dave discussion with that. Yo, it was a good special. It's worth a listen. Yeah, it was don't fun. listen to the hype. Dave is a human being. You should never listen to the hype. You should always be able to form your own opinion regardless of what other people say. True. Mm-hmm. True. And I'd be interested to see what people's like. All right, I let's mean, say- but there's times when it's like, yo, this nigga Charlie Kirk said some transphobic shit and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to listen to Charlie Kirk. I know he's a dickwad. Mm-hmm. This ain't one of those situations. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and I guess yeah, damn, I guess nigga, that- I just gave him air while, yo, can we put bleeps <laughs> in this? Can you bleep that nigga? I guess it makes sense that most of this, that most of the topic of Dave regardless is going to be about most of what the topic was, the transgender stuff and that whole kind of his relationship. It wasn't mm-hmm. transgender alone, but that kind of took over, right? That so was, I was yeah. just going to say, I was kind of interested in like what other people's opinions would be, but I guess most of it's going to be based around the same conversation we just had. No, I think most of the opinions from real people, not on the internet, are going to vary, but the internet has pretty much rallied around yeah, one true. narrative, yeah, and yeah. it's the narrative of the people who didn't actually watch the special, unfortunately. Yeah. And I know enough but that's people all right, though, you know what I mean? Because at the end Dave. of the day, you know who benefits from this? Dave. We all know who won. We all know who won in the end here. Not Twitter. Sometimes you just gotta, like, like he said, if this is what Beat Castle feels like, I love it. Yeah, man, this is crazy. But all right, let's go ahead and move on into some of the topics of the of the weekend, um, dude. You know, it, I don't make it a habit to watch Bill Maher anymore because the the old man has gone senile in his days. <laughs> just chill shit. We gotta be honest. Like, I'm not into elder abuse, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog on him. But the man has gone senile. So, but he had. Yeah, Michael Render on Killer Mike. Hmm. And let me tell you, whenever I hear Killer Mike talk, it makes me think like, man, black capitalism isn't going to save us, but maybe a union between black leftists and black capitalists might get us somewhere. Because Killer Mike has all of the 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 genuine precepts to help black people at least progress from where they are right now. Mm-hmm to a better place in the future. Yeah. And and I really enjoy seeing him 
interface genuinely with these white people who don't know fucking shit on shit about shit. Like, I, it is hard to be ignorant on every possible level of something. But when you hear these, these, these white progressives talk about black politics, they are ignorant of every facet of it, on every level of it, from every angle. It's just crazy. But Killer Mike so graciously goes up to, to places like Real Time with Bill Maher and explains it to them. And he doesn't get riled. Like, see me, I'm too passionate about it. I, 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 I can't restrain myself when I'm talking to people who are clearly either being purposefully ignorant or have existed this long in the sphere without knowing anything about the topic. Mm-hmm. But he goes up there and he explains to them, like, listen, you're not going to have the black vote like you think you're going to have it. So please be prepared. And if you want to get it, you're going to have to look past what you've been doing. Because <laughs> what Biden is doing by reneging on all of the promises to the minority communities that got him elected is going to be very hurtful to down-ballot Democrats. And you all need to figure out what you're going to do on state levels to court that black vote because a lot of goodwill has been lost on the federal level. And boy, man, that's such, that was such a nice way to put it because, hmm. man, they really squandered a lot of the goodwill that they had because, boy, did they have... a? It was a blue wave. It really was a blue wave. Well, I mean, I don't... I'm not trying to mess this up, but it's my concern is that, well, does that mean that the next option might be Trump again kind of situation? Well, the thing is, is and, and, and I had a really area. good conversation with some dudes locally about this, about, so do black people, are we are, are black people really going to vote blue no matter who next, <laughs> next round? Is that really what they're going to do? Because well, it doesn't seem point. like a significant portion of the new voters are going to be willing to do that. And... And who are the candidates? And the be? Republicans are a non-starter. Yeah. So I think that it's going to end up with a lot of people just saying, "I'm not wasting not my even, fucking time with this and shit." I remember you saying that from the last time we talked about that. You and this is, and it seems to be bearing time. out. Like as time progresses, this is what I am getting yeah. back from yeah. from people that I speak to. Hmm. So I'm only speaking from my limited experience, yeah. but I try my best to make it as varied as possible. And yeah. I just I see a few older black people who are still willing to ride the blue train but i see a lot of younger black people like "Mm, i could just go to work yeah and i could just not care like i have been not caring for a long time it's been going on because i've been this in the news lately over the past week has been pretty fucked up if i would say so myself it's i don't know man and so been looking good you know i really appreciate michael render for going on bill maher and 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 talking about that and if there is any hope for a black politics in america at very least, there's a few people out there trying to speak reasonably, even if they're not 100% on everything. You know what I mean? Mm. Even if they're not revolutionary. Because Killer Mike's not a revolutionary. And I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love the man to <laughs> death. He's funny. not revolutionary. He's a rapper. But no, no, it's not that he's just a rapper. Michael Render well, is, is, a, is a concerned what, citizen and, and that's a human what makes being. Him, that is what makes him revolutionary. You know, he's a rapper. Well, I don't even think that makes him a revolutionary anymore. Like everyone's a rapper. Rapper rapping is pop culture nowadays. (laughs) But anyway, uh, you know, at least there's people who have a platform who are still willing to speak in a in a in a meaningful manner, like the Nina Turners, you know, the Michael Renders, the Corey Bushes, um, 
You know, and so, yeah, I, I just wanted to shout him out for that. Bill Maher is so trash, though. Mm. Gosh, man, I don't want to dump an old man, but geez, man, his <laughs> show's gotten so bad. <laughs> to hear you say that for me as a reference is that, like, I, I when I first found out of Bill, Bill Maher, which was quite a while ago, I was impressed with the format, but I definitely know it took a decline. It seemed like it was quite a while ago that it took a decline, too, that I guess his whole, like, demeanor and kind of, like, script well, and stuff seemed to change. pre-COVID, well, you know what it is? is I'm that wondering how long has it been to you? Just, I, I think it's been about two, three years okay. since I've seen yeah. the decline of, yeah. of, of the, the real time with Bill Maher. But, yeah, um, yeah. you know, he's not immune to the human disease of of losing your give a fuck as you get older. And so yeah. when he was younger, whereas he didn't mind offending white, you know, iconoclast, upper end, upper, you know, mid, uh, upper class people, he had a little bit more reserve about offending the population, the populace, and, and he <laughs> yeah. had a lot of of younger white people and people who were sensitive to minorities, so he was reserved about about it. But as he gets older, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the implicit racism of, a you know, a 60, 70-year-old Jewish man who uh, grew up in those times is starting uh, to become evident. Yeah. And the fact that he has no... Rep- he has no representation of anyone other than old Jewish people on his staff. Just means you know, it is what it is. You know, you're gonna that it is that's going to evolve as you you're gonna, you're gonna expect it to evolve. And so yeah, it loses its relevance because you know culture does culture doesn't like you know the the uh, content of old white Jewish men. They like young yeah. people shit. And I was gonna say, does it sound bad that I didn't actually know that he was Jew? Old white, old white Jewish man. No, I just found out right now too. Yeah. Don't trip. Okay, because okay. that's. I what mean, I, Mar is a traditionally Jewish name, but other than that, no. Yeah, and that's what I figured is that it's like still the way that he comes across is still very like you know the things about him that seem to be most significant are the fact that he's obviously well his whole setup there, but he's like stern talking, witty dude. Well, you know, I I know a, a lot of raunchy and all that type of stuff. Yeah, from my time in South Florida and um. Through whatever life experiences, I, I got to meet a lot of rich, older, liberal Jewish mm-hmm. Jewish men. Mm-hmm. And they're super cool and down and open and inviting. I mean, they have everything in the world that they've ever wanted. So they don't, you know, they don't have the same, techni- you know, hangups as a lot of other people. And so they're, they're technically nice guys, but at the same token... They hold some very, very racist like ideologies, and so mm-hmm. you know they're, they're nice enough, mm-hmm. but you you can't you, you don't don't expect them to to hold revolutionary values. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's what's that's what the 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 show Real Time with Bill Maher is falling into is that yeah. you know he's more interested in complaining about how hard it was for him to set up solar in his house. Then he is in examining his own bias against people who hold religious thought, because to your to his own reckoning, these people are very intelligent and contribute to society. So maybe the issue isn't with their religious thought. You know what I mean? And there's other things that 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 you have issues with. And his lack of being able to examine himself will never bring him to that that conclusion. You know what I mean? And so his show is suffering for it, you know, because those are. There's themes in his show that will come up every fucking episode, no matter what the topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'll push it in every conversation with his guest. And he's still so. HBO. Yeah. Contract. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know how this became a critique of the of Real Time with Bill Maher, but <laughs> anyway. 
I, I really appreciate what what Michael Render uh, brought to the show because I watched it for the first time in many many weeks. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just really breaking it down. You know, like, yeah. and and it's funny because you, you'll see so many people in the conversation just bringing fallacious arguments. Like he's like, hey, you know, the Democrats really need to work more with minority voters, and so their retort is, well, you know, Biden's working with Bernie. And it's like, <laughs> you need to work more with minority voters. What the fuck does him working with Bernie have to do with that? It's a fake answer. Mm-hmm. It's a fake retort. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, you know, Mike, I, and it's funny, I, I, I hesitate to call him Killer Mike all the time because <laughs> as he moves into more public life, I want to get... I want to get comfortable with referring to him as Michael Render. Yeah. Because Killer Mike is his rap name, and when he's rapping, I'll refer he's to him rapper. as that. Yeah. But he wasn't rapping today. I mean, he was spitting bars, get mm-hmm. bars, like always, but he was he was addressing it in a in a contemporary talk fashion. And so, you know, I wanted to 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 give him his props and and uh refer to him as Michael Render because mm-hmm. hopefully he'll make a political career one of these days, because we need somebody who has the, the rhetorical skills that he has. And the uh, the determination for for you know minority communities to to be in a better place in the future. But all right, protect yeah, Michael Render at all costs. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know because a lot of people hate a lot of people on the left hate black capitalists. No, no, I'm telling you because I, I run in a lot of of black leftist circles and like boy, they hate on people like Charlemagne and uh, Michael Render. And I'm just trying to think of some of the prominent uh, black capitalists that that really put shit out there. You know, Byron Allen. And yeah, I want to be careful about who I shout out here. Well, no, I mean these are, these are black capitalists. Dude, <laughs> like, it, it, it is Byron Allen. Yeah, yeah Byron that, Allen. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, and and they they don't like them because they ultimately see the problem with capitalism as a structure. And while I understand that, you got to learn to deal with it if it exists. You know what I mean? And those people are learning how to, to, to better people's lives in the system that exists. So you can't turn your back on that because you're never going to transition to something better without making people's lives better. And so you need people who know how to operate in the current system to start getting people's minds and hearts moved towards you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's why I really think that a, a union between leftists and conscious black capitalists, and I'm adding that word with all of its loaded meanings and everything, but just like black capitalists who are genuine. That's all I really wanted, mm-hmm. wanted to mean is, you know, people who care, you know, mm-hmm. the Nipsey's Nipsey was one of those black capitalists that really, he believed in capitalism. Yeah. And for all my love for Nipsey, you know, he believed in capitalism, <laughs> Yeah. but he believed in using it to make your community better. And so we can marry that with a trans transformational politics of the future. Yeah, but yeah, right. But he believes in capitalism, but he doesn't believe in all the tenets of capitalism. Yeah, you know what I mean? But yo, there's you, a way to do that, you know, take the best parts of something and leave the rest. I you know, and 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 I I always thought that people hated cap or people came to hate capitalism because of how much it destroyed lives, right? Because of how much it actually hurts people in the end. Like it produces a lot for some people. And then really throws the mass amount of people out yeah, to fend sense. for themselves what and not saying, help them. Yeah. And I thought that that's why a lot of people wanted to see an end of capitalism. You gravitate towards socialism. But the amount of leftists, yeah, what yeah, you're saying. But the amount I'm of saying. leftists that think that what Mao did was right 
blows my mind because that's literally like Mao killed almost 90 million Chinese people, mm. not only directly, but by the, the ramifications of his policy. Yeah. That many, and they think that that's a good thing. It's that like, no, 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 no. Revolution too. at the expense of the needless expense of human lives, at the expense of human lives that are not revolutionary, is not good. Mm. Like the, the amount of people I, that I see on the left who are willing to sacrifice human life for their own. For what they believe, yeah. it makes me believe that, you know, we got to get away from this left and right idea because leftists are fucking insane, bro, mm -hmm. in, their, in, their, in their ability to, to latch onto figures that have committed mass murder. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same token, you can't be part of the, the, you know, the proverbial corporate right that exists to that counters that. That's even worse. The capitalist corporate right is the worst thing that we can imagine. And it's the, the, the dominant force. So I don't know, man. That shit gets gets wonky, bro. Like politics, I can understand completely why people just obfuscate it altogether and just stay the fuck away from it. Because yeah. when and you try to engage in it, it's so much disingenuous behavior, yeah, it seems say, not worthwhile. Yeah, those type of contradictions where like, you know, that they'll use that as a reason to punch down on other people's cultures and yeah. nationalities, which is that you don't value human life and act like we really But none of them value human here. life. Yeah, like, none of them value human life. You know, the, the yeah. left is accusing that of, uh, 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 of the, the fascist right. And the fascist right is probably sitting there like, <laughs> okay, you guys, you, guys, you guys have more genocides on your hands than we do. Yeah. Seriously, there's more genocides under totalitarian left than there is under the fascist right. Because there's, you know, there's tons of aboriginal genocides under under the the fascist right in 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 the history, but if you're talking about the 20th century, yeah. that's been all the totalitarian left. Wildness. It's fucking And I use that ridiculous. term related to a Chappelle's special to the punching down bit. Remember? Yes, yeah. the, the the punching down the, the which the, the people who think that Chappelle is punching down just because he's rich have no understanding <laughs> of the fact that he didn't... People gave him that money. <laughs> it's... He... He's a different type of rich person. Like, yeah. he's a different type of rich person, yeah. you know what I mean? And you should he's not a rich fund rich... You know, he's not a hedge yeah. fund rich person exactly. who had to go out and exploit mad people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers gave him that money. Yeah. And he has not changed the, to the point where he is disconnected. Dave never has to worry about whether <laughs> as soon as Dave stops making money, he could say, hey, I was wrong. Dave has a very direct, has a very direct meter as to where he should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, he can't punch down. He can only make jokes. Yeah. Because the only power he has comes from the people who laugh at the jokes. And the people who sit there and whine at the jokes. And the people who type in their computers at the jokes. You're all empowering him. How do you punch up or down when you have no genuine control over your influence? Well Dave said. Dave has zero control over his influence. <laughs> well said. <laughs> like, and that's the funny part is like, people are mad at Dave Chappelle for being rich and famous. It's like, this is one of the few people who literally does the fucking probably least. And now I say he doesn't work at his craft. He works at his craft. But a lot of people work at their craft. And there's a lot of people who are better at their craft than Dave Chappelle is at, at comedy. And they're not rich and famous. 
You motherfuckers are making him rich and famous. So he can't punch down. I'm sorry. Not with his comedy. It's not like he's going to fucking Walmart and making fun of people in the in the in the in the whole food in the you know healthy food section and he's making fat jokes at people. You know, that's punching down. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not what he's doing. Yeah. From what I see. Am I off base with that? No. You know what I mean? I don't know. We've already established that those people are full of shit. (laughs) It it just blows my mind, man. Like, the the amount of mental gymnastics you have to do to get mad at someone like that is fucking out of control. But anyway, let's move on from that. I've been over here ranting. Um, Dude, did you guys see the Deontay Wilder fight? Uh, yeah, I saw the knockout. Yeah, that was. I saw Fury, oh no! Everyone seen that coming, dude. That Fury did, v. And, and this is this crazy. is proof of my fucking of of my analysis of the fight is that the fact that it took Tyson that long to knock Deontay Wilder out is proof that that this wasn't a good fight. How many rounds was it? Ten. Oh wow! Eleven. 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 Oh wow! Eleven. Oh, wow. It. This yeah. was not a good fight. I yeah. know everyone's <laughs> lauding it. Everyone wants to say it, but first of all, any any white man who gets into who does a professional fight with a black man and then chooses to to quote a noted white supremacist at the end of the fight, come on, we knew what that. I, I yo that shit was dirty. I thought that, that was that was very unsportsman. But anyway, what did he say? Oh, he quoted John Wayne. Oh, <laughs> a, a noted white supremacist, someone who is on fucking text saying that he doesn't, he absolutely believes in the supremacy of the white man over the Negro and that the Negro is not responsible enough to govern himself. And it would be, it's a shame that they have gotten their freedom because it's going to cause more harm to them over time than good. This is, that's what this man believes in his spouses. That's who he chose to quote. Okay. And to be fair, I know him as an actor, but I did not know that he was like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, I know that's him as boy. more of a legend than yeah. But anyway, uh, of than like who he is. That fight was not know. a good fight. First of all, Deontay Wilder is a naturally great athlete, but he lacks the boxing skill to try to literally punch up at someone as big as as Tyson Fury. Hmm. Yeah, he lacked. He did not do. He needed two things in his arsenal that he absolutely did not possess. He needed an a, he needed an, a different initiation punch. He couldn't just initiate with that right jab, with that mm-hmm. low right jab. That's all he had the whole fight. Yeah. Every initiation he had yeah. was the low right jab. Mm-hmm. You have to mix it up on someone who's bigger than you because you have to create openings mm-hmm. for the second thing that he was missing. A combo. <laughs> What the fuck, nigga? <laughs> you can't one hit sh- knock out everyone. Yeah. You need to learn to follow up your punches. Hmm. And 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 you know, we came into the fight. I was watching it with some homies, and one of the homies was like, "Yo, I hope this nigga learned to box." And I was like, "That's just so rude." <laughs> I was like, "That was so That's rude of funny. you." And then this nigga proceeded to go ten rounds, and he didn't box, yeah. and neither did Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury also came into this without a boxing strategy. Yeah. He knew Tyson Fury is not a stupid person. He very much assessed his opponent after the first two fights. And he said, yo, all I got to do is lay on this nigga for fucking 10 <laughs> rounds until he gets too tired. Yeah. And, he'll, and he'll leave himself open for me to punch him. I can punch someone who's... I'm a barroom fighter. I can punch someone who's, who's tired and sleepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what did he do? He laid on this nigga for 10 fucking rounds, bro. It was absurd how many times the ref had to call him 
for tying up and laying on him, holding the back of his head. And if I can interject here, it is really fucked up to me to hear the contradicting, like, your analysis and the way that you're breaking this down versus <laughs> how excited people get about it. It's so trash because that. they're all fucking so blinded by yeah. whatever it is that blinds it's them. It's a weird thing. It was not a good fight. It like wasn't boxing. a good fight. Yeah. It was somebody who was not prepared to fucking actually box with another person who didn't need to box. He didn't need to box. Tyson Fury didn't need to box to win that fight. Yeah. Fight me if you think that's a bad take. Like, it's straight up. We talked about it a little bit before the pod, but yeah, to me, it was the, when I saw the highlights, the thing that was not impressive was that like, I mean, again, they just seem like two super big, heavyweight, big type of dudes Mm -hmm. who like, they're not moving very quickly or agilely, not very swiftly. Nothing about it looked... There were so many. There, there, there was a time like really where Deontay hit this nigga. I think it was, I forget. It was one of the middle rounds. I think it was around round five. This nigga Deontay hit this white boy in the face. Yeah, I so saw, hard, and he I, walked into it. I saw it. the two. So it was drops, perfect. Yeah, he hit him so I saw hard. Two drops. He he dropped his hands and stood up like he like he was <laughs> outside. Like yeah. he clearly forgot he was in the ring. Yeah. But the fact that Deontay Wilder didn't have a combo to back up, he mm. didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. He didn't know what to do with it. So by the time he cocked back, Tyson Fury saw him, flashed back, and threw his hands up and backed up. Hmm. And it was like, no, that was your opportunity. Yeah. That was your opportunity. You know like, what I mean? Like, there were so many points. And then there was those back three rounds from, from 9 to 11 Deontay Wilder looked like he was a drunken master, just <laughs> like how the fuck is this nigga even standing, bro? He was he was on a boat. This yeah. nigga was swaying so hard, That's and it crazy. was like this nigga Tyson Fury couldn't end it. Hmm. That's, That's what wild. I mean. This nigga didn't come to box because yeah, any boxer would have seen that and be like, "All right, bro, this is done, so yeah, this is done, deal, yo." Yeah. Any boxer with energy, and clearly Tyson Fury broke. It. I mean, not Tyson. I'm sorry. Clearly Deontay Wilder broke his wrist. He broke his wrist at some point in that or 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 did massive damage to his hand because around the seventh round, he w- literally he would punch him and grab his wrist, hmm. punch him, grab his wrist, punch him to the point where the fucking the 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 between rounds, the, the, the right. fight doctor came in before the round started and said, are you OK? Is your wrist OK to fight? And he he waved him off, which is fine. But. That really, that's one of the things I saw that and I was like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't know if I, I could never be a professional fighter. Cause that point, at that point, I'm like, you know what? You won, bro. I broke my wrist. I can't fake that. Yeah. I'm not going to fake that. I'm not going to sit here and further break my hand, whatever. I'm not going to further injure my hand. I'm here to punch you. My punching implement is broken. All right. You win. I fucked up. I, I should have trained better. I should that I should have beaten you before I broke my hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just can't imagine why fighters in that state would still fight through that because like now what happens if now your hand never heals properly and now every punch that you throw hurts? What are you going to do? That's the end of your career. You know what I mean? Like that shit don't make sense. Yeah, it is what it is, right? There is no no fighting career lasts forever, right? True. And each individual hey, fighter gets to decide. That See, that's why I made. I cut for this shit. Fighter I, gets yeah. to decide. I didn't have that natural instinct. How yeah. and what they want to fight for, right? Like, yeah. 
not every fighter really has the same ideology. If you look at Derek Lewis, he's telling you, like, some fighters been there trying to be the best fighter in the world. Look at Lennox Lewis. Lewis. Look at Lennox he's Lewis. Like, I don't care who they are. On I just top want, of the world. I, I'm just here for the money, right? So as long as you're not going to lose money on the fight, I said Derek Lewis. Is that, is that who you meant? Yeah. Oh, okay. The MMA fighter, Derek Lewis. Oh, the MMA fighter, fought, yeah. Because um, the boxer, Lennox Lewis, did the same thing. He retired yeah. at the top of... He, he beat Mike Tyson and retired. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to come back and fight. No. Lennox Lewis has not come back to the yeah, ring. Lennox Lewis is like Jamaican, Jamaican, though. <laughs> I don't expect him well, to act like... Well, he's like, South London, Jamaican. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But still, I don't expect him to act like <laughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah. who weren't raised by true. Caribbean parents. True, 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 true. <laughs> it's a different culture <laughs> altogether. Yeah, I don't true. expect him to be making wild American capitalistic decisions. We're not born with that. We're not born with them things you imagine. No, but he was like, yo, boxing is the means to an end. Yeah. All right? I'm, 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 boxing is to get me out of poverty. I'm here, and, I'm and established. I'm going to do other things with my Life now. He's probably so good right now. He's probably he invested, is. diversified, and everything. Of course he is. You want to know how you know he's good? Because you don't hear about him. Yeah, nope. Exactly. The man cut off his locks and you don't hear about him. Live, Living, living his best life, life, life. Yo, you need to get some reverb, nigga. I gotta do my own <laughs> reverb live. Fuck. But yeah, man. I thought the fight, the fight. I didn't. It was, it was a decent fight. It wasn't a bad fight. Like. I wasn't disappointed like at the end of a Floyd Mayweather fight where you're like, God, yeah, nothing happened. This nigga just fucking sat Got there and peppered and, uh, this dude's yeah. face for nine rounds <laughs> yeah. for no reason. For the points, son. For the, the points. points. Just peppered him. Had no interest in knocking him out. Yeah. Had no interest in giving him a stand-up fight. <laughs> but yeah, that shit, uh, I had a different take than most, to say the least. Yeah. But all right, yeah, let's move on from that. I saw some some interesting going some interesting things going on in the news. So I saw these these two uh headlines come across and I thought it was interesting because we have a a certain because of social media influence and the proliferation of how these media companies disseminate information to us, we kind of consume a lot of information without knowing who's behind it. You know what I mean? We don't even we don't know the reporter behind uh, it. Yeah, I just said we that don't know the, like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, we don't know the we don't know the organization behind Nobody it. Nobody does yeah, their yeah. research to what they see online. They just repeat it. And so yeah. it was interesting because there was a filing uh recently that AT&T was uh I guess very uh financially invested in the OAN. And now I don't know if you remember, I talked about this during the pandemic. It was quite a while ago. But OAN is the One American Network, the new network after Fox that was going to pick up all that ultra conservative bullshit that Trump was spewing when Fox started canceling yeah, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Come to find out, AT&T was the one behind getting them platformed. Hmm. And it's like, yo, first of all, as a, as a, as a, almost utility, a broadband distributor, telephone uh, distributor, Do should we be comfortable with them funding our media slash entertainment networks? Like, it seems like a huge uh, conflict of interest mm-hmm. when you have utilities invested into not only uh, uh, entertainment networks like OAN, but disinformation networks like these they're funding disinformation that is disallowed on other platforms that they also disseminate you know what i mean like at&t is also involved in youtube which bans the information that they then platform on oan 
Like this kind mm-hmm. of this kind of playing the field shows that none of this is is particularly particularly moral. So when YouTube decides to ban anti-vax information, they are supported by people who are also platforming anti-vax information. Mm. It seems very disingenuous when you understand that all of the players that are behind the scenes on this are working together to create a vast field of disinformation. And it's it, it, it's bothersome, especially when you have like so there was another headline in the uh, uh, a couple of weeks back about uh, OXY Media. It's this fake media platform that pretty much had it, it was supposed to be launching a, a, a TV network in a magazine, but they were trying to use online presence to generate buzz about it. But obviously, all the online presence was fake. Like, they would put up YouTube videos with, like, 15,000 likes and, like, two comments. Shit like that. And so, it was funny because you reporters started reporting on this, and they would go back to that original YouTube uh, uh, rollout that they did, and they would be commenting. And it was funny because... All of the comments were about the reports about the the video, not about the video, because no one actually watched the video. And so it was just, it was really indicative of these false media campaigns that can be generated that will grab people who aren't normally on the internet to be able to suss out fake media campaigns. So someone like me or you would look at that, take a quick look at the analytics and see, ah, this is bullshit. But someone who is not familiar with how internet metrics work will look at the production value of that and buy into whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, especially yeah, old people, mm-hmm. dude. And so this is these two stories in context next to each other. I think paint, paint a very ugly picture for the future of digital media. Like that's supposed to be the space where the independent media saves us from the mainstream narrative, but it's not. And that, and I and I think that that's what's scary. That's what drives people to platforms like this is that even though I'm not providing a journalistic uh perspective to the stories I talk about, at least I'm giving a perspective that is food for thought that is not generated from a moneyed perspective. Like I'm not giving my perspectives because they have a special interest that's paying me to generate these perspectives. I'm generating these perspectives from a genuine place of understanding from the context of the information that is open to all of us. You know what I mean? I'm generating ideas from information that's readily available to everyone, not information that these journalists are coming up with generated from information from untrustworthy, you know, sources, you know? And that's the sad part is, is that we've created this culture that is, that, that needs and has, put all of the onus on the experts to provide us the information that we need to be good citizens. We expect the experts to provide us the good information on why we should recycle and why we should, you know, care about the climate and why we should participate in politics. We expect the experts to provide us that information. But the experts have obfuscated their responsibility of providing us good information for making money. They were like, ah, I can give you good information, which takes time and effort, or I can give you the information that these special interests will pay me to give you. 
Yeah. You know, and we had no system to prevent that from happening. And so this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, people rely on 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 on, you know, and I don't want to say bullshit shows like this, but this show is not a journalistic entity. It's an entertainment entity. And I and I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly reside in that sphere. I don't claim that you should end all of your thoughts and discussions with me or even consume my my ideas or or opinions without critique you know what i mean and that's what makes this healthy is that you will look at or hear what i'm saying skeptically and then do further research whereas when people listen to the news you know they either just wholeheartedly disavow it or they wholeheartedly eat it up and Mm -hmm. this is the dangerous media atmosphere that's created in this digital media environment and the more and more that our quote-unquote news you know industrial complex you know, resorts to this digital media environment for what they produce as news, it's just going to become an inbred cesspool of fucking pig fuckers. That's what it is. It's like, it's disgusting. It's it's totally toxic and, and will never, ever generate anything positive. It's fucking horrible. But yeah, sorry, didn't mean to go in on the media edifice that hard, but it was bad. Like, and the fact that they're so blatantly trying to manufacture an entire media campaign... Yeah. The way that they did, it's only going to get worse. They didn't learn their lesson from fucking Cambridge Analytica and and the the fucking corruption of the public consensus on the twenty sixteen election. They didn't learn. They didn't learn from all of the shit that came afterwards throughout the Trump election. They're only going to refine it to use it for their ends. And when I say they, I mean both ends of the political spectrum are interested in using this. They just want to prevent the other side from using it more effectively than than themselves. Yeah, and it, and and it sucks, man. Did you hear this shit? Um, that ten million Trump voters were pledging to march on D.C. in December on I think the sixteenth. <laughs> Do it, Uh-oh. guys. You got it. Uh oh. I mean, listen. It was all fun and games until they did it last time, right? Uh. Yeah, but ten million. That's that. That's that's where that's where the whole thing lost me, my nigga. All right, ten million Trump supporters are going to unite to accomplish a singular mission. Do you think that? I don't believe. Do it. you think one in eight Trump supporters are stupid? Uh, I think a lot more than that for sure. <laughs> well, that's all it takes. A lot more, but there's a difference. And there's a difference between being empowered. stupid probably and like... also having the motivation to do it. Remember how many people were there January six and how many he actually told to do it. It was a couple thousand in January 6th. That's my point exactly. Okay. It's a okay, big yeah, stress it from 10 million. million. Actually, 5,000, 10 million point. are very big different numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Whether different or not numbers. DC wants to engage them when they get there, that's up to their law enforcement. So you don't think that... <laughs> they're going to let those... They're going to let them go through. So, so by your reckoning, you think it'll be bigger or smaller than January 6th? Um, Smaller for sure. Really? Because them niggas got arrested, bro. <laughs> but you don't think they're going to be emboldened? Uh, and these aren't smart people now. <laughs> this is these aren't smart people, and that's like where this. my thinking like comes this. in. If it well, was me or you, obviously this is not a smart thing to do. <laughs> I got and you. And of course I wouldn't. I go. got you. But, but again, I think Americans person. are lazy, ah. and that requires effort. Okay. So I don't believe that gotcha. there's going to be. I don't believe these people no, 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 I, are both that, dumb. And also motivated to do that. See, and okay, just cool. like a lot of these rallies that they try right. to put out, and they have. A ton of invitations and so, like ten of them show up. So pretty much, we're 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 starting a racket. We're saying, is the average American stupid, lazy, or genuinely apathetic to this situation? Because if they're stupid, they're going. 
If they're lazy, they're staying home. <laughs> and if they're apathetic, who knows what the fuck they're going to do. They might just go shoot up a they school. They could just be bored. They just go might go shoot up a school. It might not even be about the DC at that point. Who knows? But I feel like... I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of school shootings. That's not a joking matter. I, I, I make jokes because I'm, I'm callous and irreverent, but I don't think that that's a funny thing to, to joke about. Anyway, keep on. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that... Um, I, I had to reprimand myself real quick. <laughs> yeah. It ain't. You're over here on your Dave Based Chappelle. On, you're like, on your Dave Chappelle shit. Uh, I know, man. I don't think I can be Dave Chappelle, bro. I need to chill. Crazy. Uh, they be out there, like, after seeing how... I mean, a lot of them did get off from January, but a lot mm-hmm. of them did, went straight to fucking jail, Only which a, a lot hundred. of them didn't expect. A, small, a very small fraction of them, actually. But, mm-hmm. yo, some of them died, too. I don't know. Maybe that'll yeah, that scare some the of them. crazy part, too. Five of them died. Only, and only that. one of them were killed by Capitol Police. The yeah. other four of them died because they're they friends. They were attacked by each other. They're yeah. friends. Yeah. They're always... They're attacked by each other. Yeah, I remember seeing the video bro. of that white lady that was from somewhere here in Cali. I'm sorry. The bitch deserved to get shot. We talked about that, right? Yeah. yeah we, I, did, we, did we talk about it when yeah, you were here? But I'm sorry. Yo, I... Listen, I don't believe that... that I don't agree with police shooting civilians. But what I'm not going okay. to do is 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 say that <laughs> yeah. a civilian approaching a police and bearing down on him from I behind the barricade. Come on! What do you want me to do? You. This is why I hate Republicans so like much. Like he was barricaded behind so the door and you were public. trying to break down the Bro, door. Bro, the Republicans are so fucking. Right. They're yeah. so fucking toxic and terrible. They make me have to be on the side of police, and I definitely hate anyone who forces me to side with the police yeah like that i'm definitely not gonna have any sympathy for you if you're gonna have to put yeah. me between your dumb ass and the police <laughs> yeah like that's just crazy i but anyway that's nonetheless crazy. so it's okay that's crazy. the deadpool we'll, we'll see we'll see if americans are lazy stupid or apathetic yeah, and I sit in a very neutral place here. I, I so do, you're, you're on the now, apathy side. Okay, hearing, no, no, we all have different I was going to say, from hearing you guys talk about it, I didn't know about this, but now I'm like, I want to see what's going to happen. Like, I know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, I, I just hope, the, I hope that there's far fewer black people getting mixed up with this, because, like, yeah. come on, guys, y'all before? gotta know better. Did you were see the one dude? Many? Who, I just remember seeing one distinctive person who looked like they were supposed to be there kind of thing. Oh, yeah, there was definitely black people in the last one, but there was one guy who got mixed up. Just a few. There was I think he was a DC rapper, and in the midst of all the chaos, he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go take a picture. So he... He took a picture and made it his album cover, yeah, not because go. he was participating, but because he was capitalized, and then he got arrested. No. And he was like, oh, you were part of this. And he's like, nah, B, I was just taking a picture, yeah. bro. No, of course they got him. Yeah, because- The same day. Bro. I felt like, so bad for him. Brother. I was like, man, that sucks, dude. Bro, like, this was for the whites only. Unforced errors, bro. Like, what is wrong with you, bro? Stop doing <laughs> nah, white people's shit. I, what are you doing? He was doing, doing, his, he was doing to, his, to Pimple Butterfly thing. He was like, yo, it's the Capitol building. It's going to be awesome. Bro, if there's a bunch of white people rioting, walk in the opposite <laughs> fucking direction, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Storming don't, the Capitol. Don't take a selfie of yourself with the riot behind you. Take a picture of the riot, sure. Yeah. Don't put your fucking self in the picture. imagine walking in there. You would have been better off photo shopping himself into the yeah, picture. Yeah, exactly. It's an album exactly. cover. No one's going to get mad exactly. at you. Exactly. That's exactly what he should have done, buddy. Okay. That way, fact, when they came just, to him, you yeah, just, just be like, like, nigga, it's Photoshop. Here's take the, the picture and just Photoshop yourself in the same position. Just make it look Photoshopped. You know what I mean? Like, right. put an extra filter. Just alter the picture. Don't don't just use the raw image and get what? yourself arrested. These guys are rioting. Oh, yeah, let me get a picture of them. Awesome, guys. <laughs> this is from my album cover. It's going to be great. <laughs> Well, I got to slander the man like that. Bro, that was a dumbass idea, bro. That was fucking stupid. How old is he? Wait, Owen, how old is he? I think he was in his 20s. There we go. If he's lower than 25, then I can see. I def- I can that's see definitely why I consider like under 30 kids still. 
Yeah, I mean, you're because, not kids, but you're still prone to make some stupid fucking decisions. I mean, we've we listen. Part of becoming adult is dealing with the dangers of the world, and the world is way too sterile to to mature people at the rate that we used to have to mature at. Yo, we just got to be honest with it, and and so yeah, I, I, I you know, you're right. They're not kids, but they're kids. Their brains ain't even fully developed yet, bro. Yeah, they're not kids, but they're stupid. And they're prone to make stupid decisions. I'm not going to call them kids for show. But we, that's know, a conflation I will not make. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what is a kid? I don't know. I'm devil. I'm, I'm, let me, let's move on. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. What I'm is a child? <laughs> but, no, I do you one better. Who is a child? Damn. <laughs> is Kendrick a child? <laughs> like, yo, I'm almost like treating like a grown ass man. No, I'm joking. But no, I think that is something that socially we should address. Like, the idea of maturity and where we should be. I think it's a little bit different than than what it used to be. And it's partially because the way society is organized, you know, and and we should update our idea with that, To, to in my opinion. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree with you there, but I don't think the solution to that is calling adults oh, kids. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, he's not the prime example of that. I just think deeply about too much shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got triggered. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this nigga definitely should not have taken that selfie. No. Bro, <laughs> selfies in general, bro, come on. <laughs> You feel me? Like, are, are you at a party oh, with a bunch of girls right now? Like, why are you taking a selfie? Tyler, how many selfies you took Then again, yesterday? again, I'm tripping. Young people. Uh, You're I'm a photographer, a though. He's so you don't a young do selfies, person. Right? That's why. Yeah, selfies aren't for me. I mean, if you, it was like recently that I took one with my sister, but again, those are the occasions. I mean, you took one with your sister. Exactly. That makes yeah, sense. It's like my sister's in Listen, town. There's a reason for that. If I ever seen you give it in the duck face with no one else in the picture, I'm fighting. Yeah, I don't do selfies. No, bro. We might have to fight on mic. Oh, yeah. I like to call them face. Is racing yeah. some more appropriate term? Uh, you need to do the open mouth model face where it looks like you're constipated and looking off to the side, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I can't go. But out I like think that. that I don't think that they're making the face that they're constipated. I think it's the shitty diets that they have to, <laughs> to eat to, to to maintain their body shape. It's that real. they're genuinely constipated. Like that's straight up. Yeah, Straight up, I'm not Come acting. Come on, can I get a Travis Scott ad lib? Yo, Rico, what are you doing as a sound man, bro? Can you, yo, to, we gotta step it up to the, yo, we got listeners, bro. The board we got like 200 regular <laughs> listeners, bro. We need, we need to put some vibrato. I'm just on gonna my let you know, I've never been a fan of that sort of morning mm. radio push the button make noise <laughs> thing. I've never liked that. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's cheap morning radio. You don't like the soundboard? Hell no, bro. People love that oh, shit. Come no. on. Now, what that reminds me Are of you is something on the that, mic? What was that? <laughs> what that reminds me of is something with like you know that you see commonly in shows that come on TV. People point out the differences of like that they play music that plays on people's emotions, mm. right? So that works in two ways, though. On one hand, it's meant to be appropriate because it creates a mood. On another hand, it is also exploitative because it creates a mood. Oh, exactly. You shouldn't create so, the, the mood should be created by the by the content, not by the ambiance. To manipulate the little sound I guess effects, no. Yeah. I think it's all but it works together. both ways. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's it works all both part ways. together. No? Exactly. Isn't because, it part and part because so? without it, the problem is that without it, it's flat, and and then it's not representative, maybe, of what the whole nature should be. Yeah. No. Like actually, I, 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 I want to retract that last statement. It's necessary. Like music yeah. is part of the mood, so atmosphere. Yeah. And just off the top of my head, I'm thinking an example. If I record a car accident, but I only have the audio from me recording it from 50 yards away, it doesn't hit the same as if I have a fucking mic that's set up right where the accident oh, well, yeah. was, and I can add the effect of it. <laughs> And then you really feel like what the accident felt like, right? Oh, for sure. So, like, the, you know, it, it makes sense. But it is also 
considered a flaw. And you, it's worth at least discerning between the two is when Absolutely. you really feel like they're using this to play on your emotion and it's maybe not that dramatic, some of the paranormal stuff. I think it's like only wrong when they, and things it, like that. I think it's only wrong when they mess it up and they, yeah, yeah. they generate and the wrong emotion right. for the yeah, scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you put happy music or if you, maybe if you do it on purpose, it could be used well. But for the most part, yeah. if you're just doing a conventional scene, you can you can do it wrong by adding the wrong amb- ambiance music to a scene for sure. And I think I have a good example of this. I have a philosopher who I love so much named Alan Watts. Who oh like, yeah, Alan Watts. He's common, and they'll put his lectures on YouTube, and they'll add little music to the background, and yeah. some people get really mad about that. Again, I think it works both ways. I think you need to listen to stuff like that as it is, and you should hear it. <laughs> In a format with the sound effects and the little nice little ambiance in the background, mm-hmm. I think it works both ways. But do, you, people, do you fuck with Terrence McKenna? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm you a know, fan of his from, as well. Yeah, I, his I his theory of evolution is really, yeah, really yeah, salient. The whole Stone Day theory. And that, yeah, it's awesome. a super salient. Yeah. Um, so I found out about people like that in a similar time period and very oh, absolutely, yeah, they noteworthy. Characters. If you click on YouTube, <laughs> all of their stuff comes yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, and that was Joe Rogan. They're not, not, not. Joe he's Pedro. not on that level either. I don't mean to put him there. No one's but, called him Brogan yet. <clears throat> Brogan, oh come on! Yeah, no, somebody has to yeah, call him Brogan. Too easy. I refuse he, to believe that no one's called him Brogan. At least to his credit, he would mention things like the Stone Day theory back in his original days. That would come up. I mean, more it, often. it it makes far more sense. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because Terrence McKenna talks about why he decided to to develop an evolutionary theory mm-hmm. when we have roughly have a shitty one available to us. <laughs> um, no, so I'm a, I'm a, and we'll probably wrap on this because this, yeah. this is a fun topic for me. But yeah. So in evolutionary theory, the idea is, is that humans progressed from our primate ancestors to our current uh, state through the exercise of certain uh, faculties in our brain over time. Mm-hmm. And that faculty was generated from our ability to use projectiles. <laughs> so in developing our ability to y- use thrown items, our brain, you know, had to be uh, increased in capacity. So apes with larger brains were better at throwing because of their ability to predict distances and so forth. Hmm. And so evolutionarily over time, we progressed. Our, that was the evolutionary pressure mm-hmm. that caused our brain to evolve. And that idea seems plausible in mm-hmm. the environment based on the things. Amazing. But A, that that uh, relies on the idea that primates at that time were, were relying mostly on predation of other mammals uh, for sustenance, which mm-hmm. isn't true. We know that's not to be true. It's yeah. just not how primates... That's uh, not how primates respond to... Uh, uh, evolutionary pressures in their environment when their food source goes away. Yeah. So it's not like primates, because you know, like most great apes are capable of eating meat even though they don't. Yeah. Uh, chimpanzees in stress environments will eat meat when necessary. They'll eat each other. Even though they'll eat vegetation a lot as well. Yeah. Um, gorillas will similarly under environmental pressure, but that's not primarily what they do. Actually, what they primarily do is go forage mushrooms mm-hmm. out of you know patties and that's why primates follow bovine wherever they go because whenever their primary food source runs out they tend to eat bovine shit yeah for sustenance and we've literally watched this happen it's not like postulation (laughs) yeah witnessed it in the environment that's how we figured out that that's what they do Mm -hmm. so the idea that that's how we evolved doesn't stand 
So Terrence McKenna steps in and says, so if that doesn't make sense, then what, what, it, what could it be? Well, if we have observed this pattern of consumption in primates, then what primary, what happened? Why did our brain evolve, which we know, if we believe that we evolved from primates, what caused our brain to evolve so rapidly? Well, it's probably the consumption of mushrooms in these dung patties that we've observed primates do. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole stone date theory. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to to talk about that, to reference that so people had an idea of what that was based on what you said. This is an extremely interesting theory. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes more sense that evolutionarily we evolved through our consumption habits uh, in our environment rather than the adaptation of a skill that caused our brains to evolve over time. Because, first of all, if that was the case, then major league pitchers would be the most... High, would have the most highly evolved brains in the in the world. They can throw an <laughs> item, try to say they don't, curve <laughs> it in the air and get it into a small spot the size of a pillbox, ninety feet away. Yeah. That's the pinnacle of the of the very same skill they said evolved our brain. Yeah. We know that that's not true. I'm sorry to say, AJ Burnett is not breaking brain science physiology he's not breaking bad baby he's not doing that (laughs) so uh you know as much as we love our our major league pitchers they're not the highest evolutionary pinnacle of humans so the likelihood is that that's not what spurred us into this it is very likely a natural consumptive habit that we had during that period now as we know during the time in which the primates were existing climate change was happening yeah. and the the dense arboreal forests that they lived in were receding and it let it opened up to savannas which is what led them to to create the symbiotic relation with bovine mm-hmm. and why their their consumption habits would lean towards increasing their consumption of things like mushrooms mushroom time baby and then the present the presence of mushrooms mushroom in your diet will then lead to it's uh, psilocybin is a mutagen. It is something that will cause mut- mutations in 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 your physiology, mm. and so mass consumption of it over time will give you, give you evolutionary benefits. Powerful. If you're mutating you faster, <laughs> you know it, it, it's it, it's a very interesting theory. It's an interesting theory. Yeah, I love it. Check it out. I love Check it. Check it out. And I and I was gonna for for me with all this without the I I didn't realize the. I hope like, I've given awesome. enough breadcrumbs to to make someone who is interested travel that way no 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 i got you like eat mushrooms and you got superpowers i got you well the thing is is that if you're a primate and everyone is working on a very similar physiological scale and i eat this mushroom and in small doses mushrooms will give you increased visual acuity you will have heightened sense of sight like you can focus on things farther away you can focus on things that are moving faster this is in micro doses this is why people microdose mushrooms because it does provide some mental acuity in small doses. If you're a primate and you're hunting and one of the skills you have is the ability to throw a rock and you're eating mushrooms in small doses, you will probably outcompete your other competitors. So the likelihood of you attracting suitable mates and stuff, it, 
I'm not saying microdose mushrooms bro, to fuck bitches. I'm just saying if you buy them, if yeah, you bro, might, they're using fucking doping right now. Bro, so that's not fair. This is why I don't believe in doping. doping. We've been doping since day bro. one. That's how we became human. Yeah. That's how we <laughs> left the ape ancestor behind is from microdosing mushrooms. Our brains nah, I'm just saying. dope us in the first but, place. Um, right? so, no, no, it, it's just it, it's a dope, very dope. it's a it's a very anthropo. If you if you study primatology. It makes a lot. This theory stands to to have a lot more salience than the idea that apes became humans from throwing. Yeah, I didn't rocks. even know about that side. That was what I was gonna say too. Is I didn't even know I was more. I was I was always heard and interested in the actual like theory of that being the possibility of how. The, well, the, I wanted the to make sure that he wasn't know. talking bullshit. Like, well, don't just tell yeah. me that, that that monkeys eat mushrooms and trip out and become humans. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't tell me that. I will slap the shit out of you. But if you explain to me how the environmental pressures lead to this, I'm now we talking. Nah, bro, that's my takeaway. Read, uh, so if anybody is actually interested in this bullshit conversation that we're wrapping up with, it's uh, based heavily on the book Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna. Mm-hmm. Feel free. It's not a long read, and it's a very easy read. I highly recommend it. Feel free. But anyway, keep going. And I've only read parts of it. So, yeah, I haven't read the whole thing. You I should. haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, that was, was a shot. Keep yeah, going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I mean, that was all I was going to say is that I didn't, like, initially, I never knew about that side of it even. Uh, the other oh, there's thing. an anthropology side. Yeah. Trust me. I don't. I would never, well, I would I never shout out somebody who I didn't say do that research I'm not surprised to, to hear that it was deeper. Reading. I just meant that I only did hear from the one angle. I don't know. I'm, the, I'm the just saying that to ratify even. what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That concept is like, yeah, that'd be a cool possibility. Yeah. No, there's possible. a ton of really good evidence that shows like, you know, Terrence, you're crazy, but you're crazy like a fox. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might be fucking onto something because nobody ever fucking takes the time to actually give credence to the idea that. You know, these a lot of these theories that we take as like a given are just theories and have never and haven't been worked on since the 1900s when they were developed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, cool. Let's let's wrap up on that. That was a fun little ending conversation. Yeah. Definitely. So I hope everybody enjoyed yourselves. You could always uh, follow us on Anchor.fm and feel free to subscribe. We'd appreciate you. And uh, you can follow us on the social medias on Twitter at Korea underscore T. You could also follow me at uh, at Home Heron on Twitter and on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico GVO. <laughs> and on Audible. And on Audible. And on Get them audio books. Rico G. Rico Gale, actually, on Audible. But yeah, check out our Project 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'm on Instagram at my car page, LA Car Spot. Oh, yeah. Them daily updates, baby. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I know where you're at because I know the images. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the space that you take the pictures from. But, yeah. nigga, you be consistently out there taking pictures. Yo, yeah. definitely follow LA Car Spot if you want to see the hot new, you know what I mean, vehicles on the road out there. Yeah, most definitely. I'm yes, committed. sir. I'm committed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, guys. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us again, and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy. All right, everybody. Be good.